I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. From Postcard from the Past and Wardle Studios, this is podcast from the past the postcard podcast this is the podcast where we pick up the picture postcards that my guests treasure couldn't bear to throw away or simply haven't got round to recycling and we explore the stories the memories and meanings on those little cardboard oblongs i'm tom jackson and today i'm delighted to say my guests in the studio are musician and entertainer lorraine bowen and broadcaster Zeb Sones. Zeb and Lorraine, hello and welcome to Podcast hello. for the Past. Hello, everyone. <laughs> now, Lorraine Bowen is a musician and entertainer who has lent her keyboard skills to artists as diverse as Billy Bragg and The Damned. But in her own right, she's performed for many years uh, in solo shows such as The Lorraine Bowen Experience, Lorraine Bowen's Comfort Zone, and Lorraine Bowen's Polyester Fiesta. Woo. Uh, she, she likes to get her name in the title. Uh, she was also in the late 80s proper pop group, The Dinner Ladies. Hooray. But whether she likes it or not, there's no doubt that for many people, uh, Lorraine is best known from the ITV television programme Britain's Got Talent, where she impressed a nation hungry for experience with her <laughs> Casio keyboard and her love of crumbles. What a lovely write-up. <laughs> now, Lorraine comes to us today with a BN1 uh, Brighton postmark from Brighton in Sussex. Lorraine, you live by the seaside, the home of picture postcards. Do you still send them? I do. I love a postcard. Oh, the only thing stopping me sometimes is the fact you can't find a stamp. And especially in Italy, where everything seems to stop from 2.30 in the afternoon to 5, and it's the little newspaper men that, that, and ladies that sell the stamps. So that's the only thing that stops me. But I do collect them, and unfortunately I've got thousands of them in my loft, and I got them all out for this programme, so I'm very excited to be here. Is there much crumble in Italy? <laughs> I don't think so, no. They don't bother with crumble. So you, you are a collector, a legitimate collector, and... and the cards you say you went up to the attic specially, does that mean that you were rediscovering stuff you'd forgotten about for a while? Oh, it was fantastic. What an opportunity to go through your loft, find at least five boxes of stuff that you didn't know you had, and then to find your postcard collection. Yes, I've been looking through and, well, I've certainly been around the world a few times, I think, and... um certainly got a really good collection of cheesy postcards and quite eclectic things and it was lovely it's lovely revisiting times gone past 
Well, we'll, uh, we'll take a look and uh, assess the cheesiness of those cards shortly. Now, Zeb Soans uh, has one of the best-known and best-loved voices in British broadcasting. In fact, in July 2015, a poll of readers of the Sunday Times assessed Zeb to have the favourite male voice. I've got a very large family. (laughs) (laughs) Very hot on the old emails. You might have heard him presenting Continuity on BBC TV. You'll definitely have heard him on Radio 4, where he's frequently employed reading the news, the shipping forecast, or popping up in radio dramas and documentaries. Zeb also contributes to classical concerts and recordings, whether it's Peter and the Wolf, The Snowman, The Ancient Mariner. Recently, however, Zeb has struck up a friendly relationship with an urban fox. And this has, in turn, led to him writing a children's book, Gaspar the Fox. And I suspect Gaspar's adventures may be keeping him rather busy these days. Zeb arrives here today with an N1 postcode from Islington. So um, when did you last send a postcard? Um, quite recently. I've started sending thank you notes uh, in handwritten cards rather than sending emails. I mean, I always used to, used to send thank you cards, but then kind of email took over. But I've got a couple of friends who always send a little handwritten card. And there's something so personal about seeing someone's own kind of cursive script, you know, and the, the type of ink they use, the fact that they've actually taken time to put pen to, to card. Um, and then, you you know, you put them on the shelf and they stay there for, you know, a couple of weeks, a couple of months. So I've started doing more card sending, I think, recently. It's funny, isn't it? Because uh, technology and society is all about convenience and efficiency, uh, particularly convenience, I think. And yet, we're all aware that emotionally, it's the thought that counts. And so going to that extra effort possibly even inconvenience, means more. But like Lorraine, I used to keep all of my postcards and I've had a great big tin of them for years that's <laughs> followed me around. And then a couple of years ago, I moved from Highgate to Islington uh, and had a massive um, sort out. And I looked at this tin of postcards and I've got lots of actor friends who, because they're touring all the time, have always sent me lots of postcards yes, yes. from, you know, little... And they're great because they're little snapshots of whichever play they're in or something that went wrong the night before. <laughs> I'm sitting here bored here. Exactly. I'm sitting yeah, here bored here. here. <laughs> I've got my lines here. And I looked at this tin and I just thought, what am I ever going to do with these? Not thinking that two years later I'd be on a podcast talking about postcards. So they all went. So the two cards I've brought are quite recent ones, one from two years ago and one from just a couple of months ago. Excellent. Well, we shall take a look at those shortly. And before we delve into the cards that you two have very kindly brought along, um, I'll give you a quick one of mine. This is, of course, in the um, postcard from the past style. It's an old card from which I've taken just a part of the message. This is a card of... Do you recognise that? Guests? Quite distinctive. Uh, it's Tunbridge Wells. I believe it is. I believe it is. Tunbridge Wells. The, pan, the Pantiles, is that what they call it? Yes, the Pantiles. And just the message, that the bit I've selected, I think, suggests a greater story. You left behind the jar of chutney. <laughs> Deliberate or...? I think so. I can't believe it. They didn't want it. They didn't want it. No one wants a jar of your chutney. In fact, I'm going to, I'm going to grab this postcard in in punky style. But is, is that all they left behind? Is it the end of the relationship? <laughs> Do you know everyone who always thought that Tom was making the backs up? This is actually real. Look. Oh yes, gosh. Look, left behind. What else did they say? I thought you made them up. I don't make anything up. No, I'm not that clever. <gasps> You should say People that. sometimes say, you should take this as the first line of a story. And actually, I think more often, it's the last line. That's the last line of a story. Yeah. You left behind the chart. One more quickly before we um, get on to the proper cards that my guests have brought along. This is uh, a, card, a rather good uh, cow. 
what do you call that cow? A steer? A highland, singular of a highland cattle. A highland cow. It's a splendid specimen. Exactly, you? thank you. It's at Loch Acrae, looking towards the Trossachs Hotel. And it was sent in 1974, a long time ago. And it says, The trouble with Scottish scenery is that there are so many mountains which block the views behind them. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I think that is a pretty accurate assessment. So will you have, will you have bought that or did you... Um, that did will you have been delivered, delivered to my front door wow. in a box of many thousands of cards. I'm afraid, yes. The cards arrive in industrial quantities. You must have had to sift through millions of postcards for the book, did you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah well, definitely. And uh, the thing is, they're not all entertaining. You d- it's a numbers game. <laughs> you do have to look at quite a lot of very nice, very touching personal cards that simply say, we arrived safely, we are now at this place, uh, we're having a nice time, the weather is X, Y or Z, and we'll be home at such and such a time. There's nothing to hold on to. But then if you look and look and look and you find the ones that have a little bit more of a um, The resentment story. and the bitterness. But, yeah, <laughs> the downbeat ones are often, uh, they often appeal to me. They often appeal to me. I think because you expect postcards to be happy. Uh, and yet... One of my favourites is you've got a picture of a barracks and it just says, I pass out on Thursday. <laughs> yes, and I think by taking out the words either side of that, you end up with it. The double meanings seem to d- redouble in their doubleness. Um, Good, good. Um, anyway, to let you know at home, images of all the cards we discussed today are on the website, which is www.postcardfromthepast.co.uk, and you can see the pictures there, and you can see that we're not making any of this up. Now, Lorraine and Zeb, uh, you've been considerate enough to come along to the studio today uh, with a fan of postcards of your own. Lorraine, let's start with you. Right. Um, what's the first card you've brought for us? Well, I urge everyone to go on their phones and to go on the website immediately to see my first postcard, which is of a Spanish dancer, a flamenco-style lovely lady with a Toreador-type man standing (laughs) with, wow, what can I say, a bulging whatever um, in front of her, but not... Oh, not only is it a postcard, it's a piece of polyester which has been designed <laughs> and beautifully stitched onto the postcard. Beautifully ruched as well. It's ruched. It's everything. It's the most gorgeous, cheesy Spanish card I've ever seen. I'm, sure, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are familiar with these, these cards where they actually either embroidered a, dress, a skirt on, oh. or in this case, it is sort of appliqued. And, and uh, as Zeb says, it's sort of ruched. It was quite a feat of skirt engineering. It is, and the fact, I reckon, now, now because I'm on a sewing course recently... Because that's stitched on, isn't it? She, yes. She's wearing a kind of, what would you call that, a ruff around one arm. Well, it's been stitched and obviously then stuck on another section, which has obviously got the, the postcard back in. Because so it's actually backed. You, yeah, because you Fully can't lined. see. Now, that would cost a fortune to post in the UK these days. <laughs> it would. It would. Is there a, there's a special rate for large letters. I'm not sure of Weighty postcards. <laughs> But I love this postcard, and as a kid, growing up in the 70s, uh, we would get things like this from richer relatives, I suppose, that would send things like this, boasting of their continental holidays, whereas we would go down to Cornwall. And immediately, you just want to look up the skirt. <laughs> <laughs> and Can I'm you get, get any, any, any results there? Well, it was a petticoat look. Well, well, now that's attention to detail. Well, it's not. It's actually a skirt. It's actually a proper flamenco skirt underneath ah. the, the, the polyester skirt. 
The but that makes sense because I've, I have cards of that exact image without the skirt on. So the skirt is kind of an addition. What, you've just got her pants and her legs? No, she's wearing a skirt. Oh, right. <laughs> but it's a photograph of a skirt. I imagine that you must have a skirt somewhere in your wardrobe like that, Lorraine. Do you? I have, because I've been doing flamenco lessons recently. And, and how are they going? Well, I've stopped them, actually, now. Oh. I did six months, and I decided that now I know about flamenco, I think it's time for me just to enjoy the professionals doing it. And for so me, you've hung up your castanets. I have my castanets. And my Spanish dress I got from a Valencia market for 45 euros, which looked smashing on me. And all the little old ladies, as I tried it on, went, ole, ole. So you're a fan of flamenco? Absolute fan. I love it. I love the passion, the toil, the looking down your shoulder with ruched lips. And where this card, how does this come into your collection? Do you know? I don't know. I just... Is it it a second-hand card? I think, oh, oh. Do you know, I've, I've looked at the top. Happy birthday, Lorraine. Hope you had a fab day. <laughs> Lorraine, have a good one. Many so actually, more it's too. a heartfelt greeting. It is. And I didn't even know. Look Maybe it's that. your flamenco class. God, do you know, I think it's something from the 90s. Wow, I can recognise some names from the easy listening scene at Madame Jojo's from the 1990s <laughs> in London. Don't these cards take you to strange places? They do, they do. I hope I'm not boring everyone here, but I really, really suggest that you go to your postcard emporium where you live and try and find a lovely Spanish lady with a 3D dress. I don't think any other countries have really done these skirts stuck on. Um, no, you could I mean, be you right. have, There's often a lot of cards with... Um, Women in traditional Welsh outfits, but they're, they're they're just flat photographs. I've not seen anywhere else where they start stitching in bits of um, skirting. So maybe someone listening could tell us the whole tradition of that. Yes, yes. Oh, well, in which case I'll get them on for a future program. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for bringing that along, uh, Ole. And Zeb, what's the first? delivery you have for us. Nothing stuck on a card, I don't think. No. So this is a very traditional um, holiday postcard from my parents, and it says uh, uh, Grüße von Erdesee. So my parents often go to Germany. Uh, They've got two great friends who are actually the parents of my, I've got two older sisters, my eldest sister's German exchange student. Gosh, um, so, so long-standing friends. Yeah, yeah, for, for many, many years. And they have fantastic holidays every year where um, Horst and Trudy take my parents, Robert and Jeanette, driving all over Germany. So this is a picture from the Erde Dam, which is the dam, uh, one of the dams that was destroyed in the Dam Busters raids. Uh, and they've written... We're having a wonderful, relaxing time with all the friends. Hanover, Korbach, Vol, where Horst and Trudy live, a lovely house, and Weissmann. Dad doing very well, snoring badly, though. <laughs> Love you lots, <laughs> Mum and Dad. And then, then my favourite bit, there's an asterisk, and it just says, where the bomb dropped, see picture. And if you my turn God. over, there on the dam is a little asterisk, exactly where, where the bomb struck. And that was this is the the Dam Busters bouncing bombs. So yeah, well, yeah, um, Barnes Wallace. Um, yeah. So uh, so we send we do still send as a family postcards when we're on holiday. It's a tradition that we keep up. And uh, uh, yes, so I, I love that because it's. I think the thing about postcards is you have such this limited amount of space that you know clearly she wanted to kind of tell me why she'd sent this particular postcard. But it's the kind of comedy of you know where the bomb dropped. Um, makes me smile. Yes, I mean, something that I'm interested in is this um, 
tension between front and back on a card. Sometimes you refer to what was on the back. Sometimes it's 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 strangely ignored, and the the two sort of don't sit together. It, it can it can work for comic effect. I think if I was using that card in one of my things, I'd I'd just use the bit about the bomb. Yes, where the bomb dropped. Can I add that yeah. it's an incredible postcard because all the images dissolve into it's busy, another image. It? Yes, it's not one of those postcards where they've kind of done a defined, a defined, with, you know, square. little lines yeah. or something, you know, like a sunburst and then a different picture in each of the rays or something. No, they've all kind of someone's had a whale of a time on Photoshop, just kind of <laughs> smudging the edges so that you know sky blends into sea. See, it's wonderful. It really is. But wonderful. there's a connection between these two cards actually because they are both examples of a postcard aesthetic. There's no other context in which you would start stitching bits of polyester onto pictures or equally taking multiple views of a place and melding them together into a kind of strange nightmare collage. Yes. You are completely right. <laughs> it's also interesting, Gruss, Gruss, some of the very earliest cards were these Germ Germ Germany picked up on postcards long before Britain did and uh, Gruss Aus was a, a, a sort of uh, a theme, greetings from. Yes. Uh, the, the, the very earliest cards were all Grusshaus, and collectors are always looking for Grusshaus cards. So it's it's part of a long and noble postcard tradition. Is that a recent postcard? or is uh, it... This is a couple of years ago, I think. Mm. Yeah. Very good. Oh, I appreciate both of those. A, a quick another one from me, um, because you've worked so hard. This is from uh, the Isle of Skye. Oh, It's a, a, a symphony in blue, uh, two trees and some water and some sky. Pretty much the same either way up, I think, this one. And the the message I've looked at, this is from 1977. Um, September 77. Do you remember that, Lorraine? Where were you? 77. Oh, I was in my really wide jeans. Excellent. Uh, 28 inches wide, they were. Really? Still in 77? I think so. Okay. Now. Uh, in a onesie. <laughs> <laughs> Get out. <laughs> um... Guess whose bed collapsed under him in the middle of the night? It's <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
You're listening to Podcasts from the Past, the postcard podcast. And my guests today are the Queen of the Crumble, Lorraine Bowen, and the mellifluous Zeb Sounds. Lorraine, what is the second card you have for us today? Second card is very, very different from the first. The first was all cheesy and polyestery, and the second is a black and white sepia kind of card taken from a high altitude. In fact, the Jungfrau Funicular Railway. I haven't got a date for it, but the person on the back who's it, writing, it, writing it, on the it back... It looks sort of early 20th century, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Very neat writing on the back as well. Well, I think everyone had neat writing in the old days, <laughs> didn't they? I think everyone was very much tutored in a, a very definite I suppose that's all you style. had as well. You didn't learn typing skills. No, you had you to didn't. learn handwriting. Absolutely, absolutely. So this one boasts that they've been to the highest post office in Europe. Wow. Ah, isn't that amazing? Well, so it, perhaps we should just describe the picture for, for those at home. OK. Well, <laughs> it's a trail of people going at the side of a very, very snowy mountain. And it does look really, really high. On the front, it says 25518. And I did type that into Google, but it didn't come up with anything. It perhaps says, that's just the, the catalogue number for the car? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I've never seen it. It's that. a rather dreamy image, isn't it? Mm. It's a, it's... But, I mean, it's a snowy scene, but it, it could also be a desert scene. And it reminds <laughs> me of a still from Ice Cold and Alex. Ooh, and yes, yes. Lawrence yes. of Arabia. You could be right. You could be right. But everyone it's, it's, is... It's, it's cinematic, actually. Mm. Everyone is dressed up pretty, you know, not puffer jackets because they didn't have puffer jackets there. They're probably uh, heavy tweeds. Yeah, but 25518 by station. What does B-E-I mean? By station, Jungfrau Joch. And so that's the Jungfrau Funicular Railway. But it hasn't got a railway on it. They're just... No, they're, they're the climbing snow. up the side of the mountain. So the Young Girl Railway, isn't it? The young, oh, yeah, Jungfrau Joch. So they've gone up this mountain together. They've bought themselves a postcard at the post office, the, to- the highest postcard. Postcard in the- Europe, yeah. But then they've not sent it by the looks of it. No, on the back there's lots of writing on the part where you write. Is there a special name for that? The part where you write, I think we yeah. call it, yes. The part where you write. <laughs> but the address side is unusually blank and there's no stamp on it. Maybe they never made it down. Wow. Yes, this was found clutched in their hands, <laughs> their frozen hands. This is ice hot in, <laughs> ice hot in Alex. It's uh, yeah, it could be. It's a whole story in this little postcard. You so, do get, you do get. I, I see quite a lot of cards. Um, actually, really quite up to the eighties and nineties, where people have been for a day trip somewhere and they've just written on the back, went here today with Flo, and they put the date. And they've sort of kept them as a like just as a memento of where they went that day. They, I don't think they were ever meaning to send them, ah. but they bought themselves their tenpenny postcard and just made a note, I suppose, like a like a diary, really. Pictorial diary, yes, yeah. so lovely. I wonder if that's effectively the same thing. They've made a note and they've been told all these various facts and figures, and they've written them down assiduously in their uh, very nice curly hand. And people often buy postcards because I think they think that they wouldn't be able to take a photograph that encapsulates an area as well, or it's multiple images, and they think, well, I might as well just buy a postcard. Well, you certainly never have got this angle, I don't think, unless you were... Maybe maybe the card was taken from the funicular, but to get that angle, because they're obviously up in the air looking down on these people. Maybe on a sort of separate peak? I don't know. Didn't have drones in those days. No. I don't know how they did it. <laughs> no drones, no helicopters. 
and no Facebook. Well, of course, you know, it is a bit... If you're going to write a little pictorial diary to yourself, <laughs> I find that some followers on Facebook do that kind of thing and I, I unfollow them because I think, well, I don't want to be part of your little... <laughs> Diary. I want Facebook to be a very shared experience. So oh, they're telling you what they're doing? Yes, that? they're just telling me what they're doing that day. And it's interesting that you say those people didn't send it out, the, the postcards, but and yet on Facebook people do send it out and they yes. don't realise that they're sending out their little diary to the world. Yes. So the, it's funny because that social media technology is kind of predicated on sharing, where you you, you could equally well have a sort of a Facebook or a Twitter, where you literally were just writing stuff for your own um, record or, or interest. But Absolutely. it doesn't work that way. It's all, um, it's about sharing now and spreading, which I guess can lead to a certain amount of narcissism. But, well, it's about attention, isn't it? Because there are apps you can get for keeping daily diary or daily photo diaries. But I think the the appeal um, for those people on Facebook is the fact, it's the, you know, the validation, isn't it? And it it's, you know you know, look how interesting today is or, you know... Look how interesting my yes. life is <laughs> yes. compared with yours. <laughs> but it's also, that's a kind of neurotic impulse, isn't it? That uh, unless I've sent you a picture of it, I, yeah, don't, it I don't believe I went yes. there. Yeah. Was I there? Hang on, let me check the picture I sent you. Well, that's very interesting. And, and that was also up in your attic. You, did you climb to the, the tallest attic in Brighton? To it is that? pretty tall, actually. I can see the sea from the top. And so, uh, yeah, so... so Yes, it's lovely to have the two postcards side by side. So you've got a freezing cold temperatures of the funicular railway and then you've got the polyester steamy, in, flamenco, steamy scene. flamenco scene. Yes, mm, I think I prefer the, uh, the the older picture, but I know where I'm going on holiday. I'd <laughs> certainly go, 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 rather go to southern Spain. So what's the final card you've got? For well, us? I think she's talked about Facebook. This card is from someone who who doesn't use Facebook. So she no. sends me an enormous amount of postcards. She's my my most frequent postcard sender. Her name is Maggie Bander and she lives in Los Angeles and she's a comedy writer. So her writing is very funny. She's she's very naturally witty. And about eight years ago, we both did a road trip together from Los Angeles up to Hearst Castle, which I always wanted to see. And on the way, we stopped off at this amazing place. This is place. sort of Xanadu. Mm, uh, exactly. Know, awesome. Well, fantastic. Uh, we, wow. we stopped off at the Madonna Inn. Have you heard about the Madonna no, Inn? No, I haven't. Well, at the time, I described it as the love child of Barbara Cartland and Liberace. <laughs> so the main bar is everything is in pink leather. <gasps> Oh my God! Golden oh, chandeliers. Go you, I mean, you just cannot imagine the gaudiness and the fantasticness of the decor. It's it's done brilliantly, but it's as if somebody has kind of you know, I don't know, swallowed, uh, you know, a catalogue of of you know auction <laughs> catalogue of maybe Michael Jackson's mansion and Barbara Cartland, all these people, and they just vomited it into one hotel. So. Uh, Maggie um, sent me a postcard um, and, well, I like the first line. She says, Dear Zeb, I thought of you while reading Umberto Eco's essay that mentions the Madonna Inn. Well, the fact she thought of me whilst reading Umberto Eco is surreal enough. And then she says, "Um, It's at times too excruciating for me, but you get the idea. And then she quotes, The poor words with which natural human speech is provided cannot suffice to describe the Madonna Inn. Let's say that Albert Speer, while leafing through a book on Gaudi, <laughs> swallowed an overgenerous dose of LSD and began to build a nuptial catacomb for Liza Minnelli. Wow! Let's say Archimboldi builds the Sagrada Familia for Dolly Parton or Carmen Miranda. 
She's designs, good. She's yes. good. Or Carmen Miranda designs a Tiffany locale for the Jolly Hotel chain. Or Chopin Sonata in B-flat, sung by Perry Como, <laughs> in an arrangement by Liberace, accompanied by a mariachi band, etc., wow. etc. Et <laughs> Love Maggie. So... That's, you know, those are the sorts of messages she you sends. That is the most honored. finely turned message we've had. That's terrific. Um, and the, the card itself is a picture, is a Rene Magritte, and it's La Clairvoyance. And it's, Which is very calm in comparison with these images she's conjured up. Yes. Although, there, you know, there's a, s- a slight despair, I think, in one of his <laughs> eyebrows there. You know, too much black in the in the picture, maybe. So when are you booking your trip out there, Lorraine? Oh, wow. You'd soon, love it. Soon I would love that. <laughs> I think they need crumble at the Madonna Inn. Yeah, maybe that's what's missing. So the, the Madonna Inn is it, it, it's a hotel, is it? You can just stay there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have, you know, they have all different themed rooms. There's a caveman room oh, where, you know, one of the walls is made up of boulders, and yeah, it's incredible. Wow. And you were there. We and we, she's recalling it here. Yes, we both stopped off there en route to Hearst Castle. She said because you have to see it, and she was absolutely right. I wonder if it would be interesting to know, because she's not a Facebook user and doesn't mm. do the immediate communication and because she might go to places well away from, you know, stationary shops, that she might bring a load of postcards with her and with stamps already put on and then just send thoughts and Maybe. words of wisdom to people along the route. And, and I've, I have this terrible guilt because she sends these, you know, absolutely packed letters and postcards I feel, oh, I really want to reply to her, but it has to be when I've got enough time to sit down and really think about yes. what I want to say. So months can go by, <laughs> so I always kind of have to start my replies by apologising for being such a poor correspondent. What a standard to live up to on yes. postcard writing. But I think um, postcard correspondence, from, from what I've seen looking back, um, a very frequent opener to the messages, sorry I haven't written before. It's it's um, Which it actually it's a nice thing because it shows that you... Uh, you, you care that you should have should have been a better correspondent, or even just the saw this and thought of you. I mean, just the mere fact that they're sending a thought is, you know, is very touching. But she's managed to get a lot of words and a lot of well chosen words onto it. It's not a small card, but it's only a postcard. Mm. So, Tom, have you had any postmen in on this podcasting? You know, to see if they read the postcards. Have they got time to read them just before no, we they chuck them through we the door? We, we, people, I, I have had people who would specifically say hello to the postman when they were sending a... <laughs> and I think they came from a village or something where they thought they'd know the postman and they'd know who it was being delivered to. So sending a card home to the parents. And they said, oh, you know, hello, Brian, how are you? Or, and it wasn't just to shame him, assuming that he might be reading their no, postcard. No, I think it was using it as a sort of secondary conduit. It was quite a clever idea, actually. You could, um, yeah, two separate... You could be having an affair with a postman. Ooh. We've got a great book in the newsreader's drawer at Radio 4 which um, tells us how to pronounce every little village in the country. Oh, wow. Very well thumbed and falling apart. I need to get it rebanned. But anyway, the head of BBC Pronunciation back in the 30s had the great idea of phoning every postmistress in the country when every village had a postmistress to ask her how she pronounced that village. And that's the basis for this book. Wow. It doesn't exist anymore. I use it it every day. But that also could be complicated because there are places that typically had a local pronunciation mm. but you sort of only have the right to use that pronunciation if you are local I and mean, i'm thinking for example of shrewsbury, shrewsbury as shrewsbury. we used to call mm. it but we always knew locals called it shrewsbury 
but you're hearing it more now Shrewsbury because that's the local pronunciation. Be interested to look at the Delaware Pavilion in Bexhill on Sea, which I I rang them up and said, "Is it Delaware or Delaware?" Because I'm writing a song about you, and she said, "Oh, it's Delaware." Well, the, the the bit of um, London that I live in is called De Beauvoir, but apparently um, the local pronunciation was De Beaver. Ah, ah, like the Beaver Valley. Never heard of that. Yes, yes. Well, I I can see why they want to change it. <laughs> Well, that's excellent. You two have brought some amazing cards, and I'm, I'm delighted that you did. And I think it's a treat for our postcard-loving listeners. Another reminder, the images of all these cards, and they won't be in 3D, unfortunately, but these cards um, will be on the blog on www.postcardfromthepast.co.uk. And that includes one uh, last one from me in the postcard, past postcard style. It's a rather good picture, actually. It's of um, Rill, uh, the seafront at Rill. Very flat, slightly grey sky that I think they've uh, enhanced with some colour. This was sent in 1960, only 60, I think. Maybe 69, 69, I think, with a fourpenny stamp. And it's it's sent to uh, Wolverhampton by someone called Nellie. She's concerned about the the effect of the sun uh, on, on everyone's complexion. For, for the avoidance of any confusion. And she says, um, I hope the rest of the week will be as nice. Mrs Whitehouse's face is like a turkey cock. <laughs> so I, I, if Mrs Whitehouse ever got to read that, I think she might take, take exception to it. Um, and why a turkey cock as yeah, well? Yeah, it's a very specific it's got a very wrinkled face. Do they have red faces? Yeah, red and wrinkled maybe. Wattley, I don't know. I don't know. She's obviously an expert. Well, before we say goodbye to uh, Lorraine and Seb, Lorraine has a new CD out, which is called... The Crumble Lady! How could I not have guessed I, that? I shouted that into the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> and and I, I believe you very kindly offered to play us out um, in this cathedral-like studio. And I was going to set up a grand piano, but I think perhaps we may have a, a more efficient way of doing this. Shall we uh, hear your song? Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. This isn't from The Crumble Lady. This is from when I used to live in London and travel into, you know, central London on the 38 bus. Which oh, I, I know it you well. Do. Yes. yes. And I used to think it was so boring. Of course, in those days, I don't think I had um, an iPod or anything. And so you just had to read people's newspapers over their shoulder and then one and day judge them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> one day someone got a whole pile of mail out on the front seat and do you know everyone was stretching their necks forward <laughs> so this is the song called interesting mail oh this bus trip is boring Everyone is yawning And this morning there's nobody's paper To glance at over their shoulder And the same man is snoring I hope his friend is not ignoring him Cos it's normally here she taps him To wake him for his bus stop But what is happening over there? Something is going on Quite a commotion over there in the front row. 
He's opening his letters on the bus Opening his letters in front of us He's got a big pile of interesting mail <laughs> If I stretch my neck out far enough I can see handwritten mail on colourful paper Postcards with Ray. foreign stamps on too much for me to bear I only had one letter today And that was from the council tax And only a reminder How can someone be so cruel Torturing the top deck How can someone be so cruel Grinning in the front row He's opening his letters on the bus Opening his letters in front of us He's got a big pile of interesting mail Come on everyone on the bus, this is outrageous <laughs> All sing along, come on on number 38, let's go He's opening his letters on the bus Opening his letters in front of us He's got a big pile of interesting mail once more, come on, everyone at home, I'm not going to let anyone listen to this. Like I'm in the control room. He's opening his letters on, on the bus. Opening his letters in front of us. He's got a big pile of interesting mail. He's got a big pile of interesting mail. He's got a big pile of interesting mail. Well, it's very hard to top that. I'd just like to say that that's it for this time on Podcasts from the Past. Um, make sure you buy uh, Lorraine's uh, CD and her book, The Crumble Lady. Also, Gaspar the Fox. Um, make sure you buy Gaspar the Fox uh, from Zeb, including some... There are available also some postcards, as you mentioned, postcards of Gaspar the Fox. Um, but for now, I'd just like to thank very much my first-class guests uh, for sharing the postcards from their past, Lorraine Bowen and Zeb Sons. Thank you both. Hello. Thank you. And thank, thank you. you at home for listening. Can you do that at the end of the news on radio? <laughs> I'd love to. <laughs> you can see more postcards with their messages posted every day on Twitter. Do follow me at Past Postcard. And you can buy the book, Postcard from the Past, by me, Tom Jackson, at Amazon and all good booksellers. And if you're looking for podcast production, check out wardorstudios.co.uk. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.